Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of the Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM in the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have had faith in us since day one. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so much, and it would not be the same without you. Big thank you also to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for his contribution of his voice, his time, and his music for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite music platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind all of the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He does a lot of commission pieces, specializes as well in the horror genre, and definitely has got some incredible stuff. So tonight, we welcome back our dear friend and colleague here at uh, the United Public Radio Network, Dolly Saffron. She's been on several times, and we've got her back tonight. She's going to be catching us up on what she's been up to, what she's been working on, and is going to be addressing the topic of, I guess, misinformation and misconceptions about ET races, UFO sightings and such, ancient Mm -hmm. history and extraterrestrials place in all of this or should I just say terrestrial? So we love her. Here she is. I got the hiccups. Oh, da, 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 da. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, she I love it. I go, every time goes in my head and she, she says it. <laughs> I, I, them anymore. I finally gave them away. But every year I was born, somebody gave me a music box with Hello Dolly on it. megaphone type you know piano you know turntable with a megaphone and um i just i looked in my cabinet one day and there was over 100 of them and i thought okay we have to do something about this that's a bit much yeah Yeah. i'm good (laughs) did you (laughs) i love it i love it Well, you know, we always love it when you come on with us and um, we love that you now, you and Preston have a show called The Light Gate Monday nights at, you know, yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern Um, and right here on our network. So for anybody who hasn't checked them out, check them out because it's awesome. So if you can't get enough of your Dolly and Preston, then you'll get them on Monday nights. Hi, Chris. There you go. Yeah. Sure enough. Yep. (laughs) So. Yeah. Okay, Chick, let's not waste any time. <laughs> that a, room is just booming for you. I know. It's, it's a, 
it's us. Hi, <laughs> so, Jade. I mean, like, I some know. water quickly without stopping for 10 seconds. Yeah, I've had the hiccups for two days, but I will do that. Ooh. I was hiccuping while you were introducing her. I'm like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your kidneys telling you you don't have enough water on board. Is that what it is? Yes. If ah. you know what, it's very accurate today. Yeah. yeah. A lot of coffee, but not enough water. Yeah. Hydrating. That'll give you the hiccups. <sighs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. So much love happening in the chat room. I'm yeah. just really digging it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm excited to see everybody. It's like, wow. I'm glad to get this chance because there's just, there's, there's no consensus anymore. Everybody has all of these um, ideas and there's nobody telling or trying to put it before everyone what you absolutely know versus what you think you know. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just no. all out there. And what's happening as a result of that is people are coming up with what they think they believe or what makes them feel good about what they hear and not the truth, the absolute truth. Truth can be hard to take sometimes, but the truth is better than wild conjecture. And we have a lot of that going on. So Does Preston often yeah. say that, Dolly, don't Preston, dilly dally. <laughs> Preston's a comic relief right now. So Preston, <laughs> say that. Tell them to say that five times fast, just for the audience. You can, actually. I've done that. I didn't win that argument at all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. <clears throat> I think there's more and more coming out. And along with, you know, the interest, I think, because it's a lot more open and more people talking about it, more people are writing books. You see, you know, Congress talking about it and whether it's good or bad, it's becoming a thing. And there's, there is a lot of misinformation. Uh, we have I think we don't separate two ideas that are really important. And one of them is, is that, yes, we have the right to free speech. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then there's another thing. You have to be careful what you're going to use your speech for. Okay. Because it is your moral responsibility to speak truth, but mm -hmm. not everybody thinks that way. And it is causing problems now. It really mm -hmm. is because people are wildly conjecturing all over the place without actual true foundational knowledge. And, right. and we need to start asking ourselves what's more important in these times, as critical as they are, where the wrong word or the wrong movement can ah. cause chaos, right? Oh, gosh. So let's just, <laughs> let's just start trying to figure it out. Yeah, let's let's, let's get into that and, okay. and like, you know, shortly. Um, right now, I think, like I said, with the amount of people we've had on the show, and everyone's got their own perspective on everything, you know, and they, they're, they're, they're doing their own research and, and that's fantastic. I'm glad that somebody's that there's so many people that want to put stories out, um, you know, to the public, like the Pascagoula, you know, with Philip Mantle and Dr. Irina Scott, like that yes. was a case that went to the wayside, what, 50 years ago. And now, you know, they've been able through research and open-mindedness have been able right. to come back and prove the, this case that the government tried to sweep under, or the military tried to sweep under the carpet. But with that, I'm seeing a lot of things. And it, let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade without naming names. But there's a lot of stuff out there that it's a lot to swallow yeah. as, <laughs> as, as far as do we have a galactic fleet? Do we have... 
you know, certain extraterrestrials coming down. And I'm, I'm sure they channel, I know that I mean, people that channel people, why not? You know, um, people are very gifted and people can communicate telepathically, so on and so forth. But I find some of it is, it's, it's pretty extreme. Like, do we have cedar ships on the planet that are waking up and so on? I'm just going to let you take it because Amelia and I are just. I was just going to ask, what's a cedar ship? A I, had, I literally had to ask. Claude is with me tonight. Okay, I can hear him. And I'm like, what, 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 what? what? Okay, <laughs> what then then you yeah. go. You start with that okay. because this is one of those big. Is it misconception or misinformation? Like we're falling into two. Right. Okay, okay, I want to tackle one thing first because you brought it up. Let's just go there real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's so it's my fault. That's <laughs> okay. Go no, ahead. it's important. <laughs> People You're ask perfect. me how I'm in contact. And basically what it is, is that I've been trained to be in contact with Talata all the time. We have uh, such a connection now, wide open psychic connection, that I can tap into him almost instantaneously. Can he speak through me? Absolutely not. I will not allow it. I'm an entity. I am uh, a free. I am responsible for what I say and do. And I'm not going to allow anything or anyone or anything else for that matter good or bad or indifferent, to, to take over my body and use it as a voice. My mm -hmm. voice is sufficient. It's a form of possession, essentially. That's exactly right. And okay. I will not allow that. I am right. very keen on not allowing that. So that's what that is. I have watched other people channel. And I'll be honest with you, I'm psychic. So I can tell when you're lying and when you're not. Oh, is that horrible? Uh, yeah, I'm one up on a lot of things. And uh, I don't say anything to anybody about what I think because... We are all free here and we are all responsible, karmically responsible for everything we do, good, bad, or indifferent. And we all have lessons to learn here. That's why we're here. And you can either become wiser or not and take your pick. It is not up to me to judge anybody or tell you to your face, I judge you, you're blah, 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 blah. I can, I can ask, I can sweetly make reference to and ask you to think about what you're doing, but uh, judging anybody, that is not my job. And nobody else does that right here either. That mm -hmm. is most important. And we all remember is that we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to care about one another, even when we're messing up. We're supposed mm -hmm. to give each other the chance to make changes in our behaviors and how we deal with each other. Okay, so that's done. No, Amelia, Can I just, just say something. If that, I go yeah. like this, it's because I don't want to talk over you. Um, okay. It's just Michelle and I, that's how I do it. So it's we a finger. don't. We notice this stuff. It's a finger. It's so bad. But yeah, yeah, it's just like a, but sometimes I do this I and she's like, you have a question? I'm like, Okay. I'm just scratching. Yeah. But okay. no, this time I do. When you said, because that hits home for me, what you said about being psychic and knowing when people are lying, um, the study of body language comes a lot easier to people who are mediums. It does come a lot easier. You do pick up on things a lot quicker and you aren't even, not, not often are you even educated in it, but you just, you know, and then you read about body language Right. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like you're validated. Yes. So I often get asked why I don't call people out while they're lying, when they're lying. And I always say, because it's not, it's their part of their path. I know. Right. So I take it as it's something I'm supposed to know and deal with, but not necessarily you do you have to be confrontational about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
You know, uh, we, this is part of our learning process. This is the hardest place to live in the universe. Literally, I do believe that mm-hmm. it, it's like we're here for a reason. And uh, and one of them is to learn and, and to grow and to evolve. And I'm not helping you if I attack you. You don't learn anything from me while I'm all over you. It just doesn't mm-hmm. help anybody. So yeah. right. we live right. and we move on, you know, right. we live let's jump over to uh because amelia had asked what are cedars cedar cedar ships that allegedly are all over this planet waking up one was allegedly in the ukraine and there was a whole thing going on about that how russia got control of it and then how they had control of two how there's one in antarctica how there's like they're just they're just everywhere apparently why do you say waking up well well, oh, um, I want to. I want to ask you a question. We, we, we. Preston knows this word. I can't say it to save my life. Um, anthropomor- anthropoformize. Is that it? Anthropoformize. It's something like that. <laughs> right. We, we send our, the plague of our emotions and our egos and everything else onto everyone else. And every yarn or story or communication we have on this planet is from that perspective of what your knowledge is and what your belief systems are. And we implement that into who we're talking about. It's the gossip reflex. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a type of judgment in a weird kind of way. It's also a type of delusion. Okay. Oh, anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Thank there you. Yeah. <laughs> back to back. Anthropocentric. <laughs> so Preston, yeah. I'm Preston, translating the English while I'm talking to you. Okay. That's okay, but Preston yeah. has a different word. That was from Robert Allen. Yossi. Oh, there's two different words. Okay. Yeah. Anthropocentric. Anthropocentric. And then anthropomorphic. Two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so when I hear things, what people are saying, um, we are trying very hard on this planet to understand what's going on without a lot of base knowledge, without a lot of foundational knowledge. And that was deliberately done to us. So you can't, you can't, how do I put this? You can't call them bad talkers or thinkers for doing that because they're just trying to understand and they'll spin a yarn or they'll try to explain it the way they understand it. La, 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 without true mm-hmm. knowledge. And, I see that happening more and more and more and more these days. It's, uh, I want it to be okay. And I'm going to talk about it. Have you ever seen a two-year-old tell you the story of life? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they emote everything and they say, oh, this, you know, this fairy came down and he was talking to me and, you know, your children do wonderful, beautiful, crazy things. And they'll tell you things and you just go, wow. Some of it is things that they're seeing and hearing, but others is they're just trying to put everything in place in their mind of how this life should be. Mm. With this, with ET opening up to everybody and everybody talking about it more and it becoming a more open, flat plane for everybody to experience, there's that going on. We got a lot of two-year-olds out there who are trying to figure this all out. And it's not meaning you're only two years old and you're thinking, it's just that we have to grow through this. All of us, we have to grow. Mm -hmm. And it's important that somebody is with you who knows what's going on and can help you. And now I wanna make something clear. I don't know everything, I'm not even gonna try. Okay. I'm in the same place you all are. I got to learn to, but what I do know to be true, I can relate to you. And then it's up to you to research and prove it right or wrong to yourself. 
That's right. all you can do. So essentially cedars, which are supposed to be large ships that have been dormant since ancient times, right. um, you know, probably carried DNA technology of the times, probably plant life, <clears throat> anything of that nature, and apparently have gone quiet. And because of disclosure, allegedly, these large ships, when I say, you know, waking up, because there, there is a belief, which Dolly will talk about, of course, and has talked about it before on the show, but I, I want to recap it, um, where, you know, the, the I, I have to say, you know, terrestrial, extraterrestrial beings, these, these individuals are in tune and they are connected to their ship. So maybe we're looking at a race that's waking up along with these ships. That is the theory. And apparently it's much talked about. I know. And um, I absolutely have no knowledge of this from my experiences with ET for my entire life. I've been taught many things by them. I have lived with them, worked with them, and I've never not once heard that ever. So, and I just can't, you know, I'm talking to you and I can hear Talata in the background and he's going, nope, nope. And you know why. And it's like, okay, so yeah. I'm going to give you what I understand about uh, part of their culture, their, their mm -hmm. ethnicities, their uh, civilization, how advanced they are. This mm -hmm. is business. And one of them is, is that, uh, yes, they are our progenitors. We are, we come from them, our genetics all throughout the universe is all related to one another and we're their children. Many of them where many ethnicities of them all rolled up into one. Um, we have examples of that. Even on this earth, we have DNA that's like gorillas and monkeys and bananas, grass. We're all the same. We all are genetically related to one another, but it doesn't mean that we have the same understanding of how, the universe works or technology and we don't have the same evolution under us that they do. I will tell you that ET's evolution, and when I say ET, this is a broad group. This is many ethnicities of them all rolled up into one ball name called ET extraterrestrials. Okay. Right. Right. And when I say ET, I'm referring to all of them that have something to do with the work that they do that involve us. Okay. Right. And uh, they are so advanced of us, they don't need to lay in wait for us. They do not need to evolve here. They have already done that. There is no need. That is not how they would help us in the first place. Mm -hmm. They would not put, put a machine, a living machine, in danger of you coming upon and being injured by it. Because mm -hmm. the type of technology that they use can hurt you. It can hurt anybody. And they're very careful with that for that right. reason. Um, cedar is beautiful. We have beautiful cedars here. There are beautiful cedars throughout the universe. Lots mm -hmm. of them. But no, there are no ET in a ship lying dormant. When we talk about the craft being uh, alive, only one being indwells each ship. And they are, come from the fifth dimension. They're fifth dimensional entities. They're already non-corporeal. They don't have a body anymore. They have evolved past that. Mm -hmm. And these machines are created for them to become a temporary body for them to exist with us in the third dimension because otherwise they couldn't, okay? Mm -hmm. We couldn't interact with them any other way. Uh, they can uninhabit un any craft they want to, and they do. Talad has been known, I okay, went with him one time. We went 
literally to the center of our universe. And there is a big planetoid there. It's in the book. And when we landed, he unindwelled. And it was so that they could work on the craft and make sure everything was good with it. And he went on sabbatical on this planetoid. And I asked him, where are you going? And he said, I don't know. And I said, does that mean I don't get to know? And he said, yes. And I said, okay. And I became more and more curious. It drove me crazy. I was knocking on his mental door for right. a day. Right. Show yourself to me here. Show me where you're at. What are you doing? And uh, he finally relented and met me where they have uh, like a big lake. And I stood on the edge of this lake. And before me, a light started to show. It came from a small round ball and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until he was massively huge before me and and he spoke to my mind and he said this is I and I was like oh my god and I realized that yeah that would be him he said I can show you in your mind's eye what I look like before other iterations of my life elsewhere but mm -hmm. it's still I am this right. and, I, and I said thank you and I said can, can you touch me and he said no not at all and he wouldn't even dare. And right. I wanted to know why. And he said, because it's not good for your body to be touched by me. I'm like, okay, he's taking care of me. When he indwells that craft, the, what he is, that energy that is him, and he's pure light, becomes that craft. Mm -hmm. And it's only one entity per craft. Think how many craft there are, different sizes for different needs in this universe that they're using. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's on, I can't even begin to sum up how many it's like this the grains of sand on the beach uh they're a billion or more years in advance of us not millions not hundreds not thousands billions of years in advance of us mm -hmm. that's saying something and that's mm -hmm. something that humankind here needs to rationalize they need to understand it they need to let it sink in and hit them that these are beings that we consider to be god or gods right they are not. They are entities just like we are. We're all in the spirit. We're all together in one single place together. And they do believe in God. They call him the all mind. And I mm -hmm. give them a gender because that's how most people here think, you know, it's the mm -hmm. best way to explain it. But we get into ancient times. And I mean, I believe they, there were, you know, the, the gods were definitely Right. races of beings that were here that were far more advanced than ours ancient people immolated you know and wrote about these right. people were just you know they emulated what they see and they spoke about what was Important. you know what was was interesting to them or what what their belief system was formed upon um i just want to get to some questions before we we get too far ahead nightmares okay i'm gonna put one up right here okay, okay. There we go. all right yeah. Um, Don Curtis says, Dolly, why do you think so many other star seeds or hybrids say they are in contact with the Galactic Federation, etc.? I believe what you say. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, psychic ability can play with you until you master it. And that is the point. Until you become master of your own abilities of who you are, you can be tricked by entities that have no goodwill toward you. And we live on a planet where that is thriving, okay? 
I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say who is what. Only you can identify what you're hearing and seeing. And the point is never believe anything. Anything tells you what it is until you have ferreted out the absolute truth of it. And there are things you can do to help yourself. Michelle knows how to do it. uh, Amelia knows how to do it. Basically, you challenge its knowledge. You say, how do I know you are who you say you are? If you're a thinking person, challenge it. You know, make it prove to you who it is, what it says, and what's really going on. If it can't do that, you need to back away. You need to say your prayers really hard and tell it to leave. Leave me alone because Mm -hmm. you're lying to me. And that is the point of that. Okay. Do you also do you also feel just expanding on that that question a little bit that there are people right here on Good Old Planet Earth who are very much human in human form, um, who are misleading people into thinking that Absolutely. this is all a thing? Right. I think this is this is like this is what I I was hoping this segment would be about is just enlightening people into into going down a path of make the decision for yourself just don't follow because it's going to be real extreme as we move forward right yeah because you can be uh um, conned into doing something that can hurt you or somebody you love right many people at the same time in other words we need to be in self-healing protective mode right now each one of us (laughs) we need to realize that before we take care of anybody else, we have to be okay with ourselves first. And right. then once you do that, then you start doing people around you. Don't go looking for it halfway across the planet. There are plenty in your area, trust me, who need your help somehow, some way. And right. you have to practice this. This is, you know, nobody ever gets anything right the first time. It's like riding a bike. You have to keep getting up on it over and over and trying. You know, mm. walking is not easy. Talking is not easy. All of this is things that we learn to do. Mm. And you have to learn to be protective of yourself. You have to learn to want to hear the truth. That is ET's main message is use your abilities innate mm-hmm. and ferret out the truth. You will hear it. You will see it. You will become good at it. But we have to re- realize that we have been put in a place here where we're denied access to that quite frankly, and easily by the fact that we're poisoned with certain chemicals in our water, in our food, um, by anger, by um, hate, by um, being supplicant to an authority that has no right to have authority over us. Mm -hmm. It's it's a whole bunch of things all loaded into the barrel around you. And it's- we've been dumbed up for sure. Yeah. When we're made to forget who we truly are, where we come from. Um, next question, Bubbles. I got it. Maggie Smith, what about the secret soldiers? What is that? I strangely keep bumping into them. I think she had a second part, but it, it's basically. It's just she said she meant to yeah. question. Yeah. The knowledge Sorry. of them, they do not exist. There is a black ops um, entity working for the governments of this world. And uh, they come in, uh, but they're human. Never doubt that for a minute. They are not secret soldiers. They're real. I would I would tell you that uh, the technologies have come along now where they're building AI to be a type of soldier, but they don't look human yet. They're you know, anatomical, not correct. And some of them look like dogs. Some of them look like boxes running around with extra arms and things like that. And they're very good at what they do. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to worry about those. Right. Um, those the are obvious. The- 
Yeah. The hidden in plain sight stuff. Yeah. Uh, before we get too ahead, because this is something you, what you were talking about earlier, Amelia. Thank you. Jude McGill says, you say that these limitations are put upon us. Please explain your point of view. Um, well, you live on this planet with me, so I'm going to take you from birth. From birth, you are brought into the world by a family who is already indoctrinated into behaving and socializing a certain way and has a belief system that is uh, locked you them into a belief of thinking, how to think, how to cognitively understand what's going on around reality. Um, you are indoctrinated by your own parents, and then you are further given over to society to indoctrinate you further by the rules, by what you have to do to survive. Money is a giant whip on the people on this planet, and you don't realize that you're, you're tempted with it to own it, to have it. It will bring you what you want, and then you're told what you should want. That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. You are... Mm -hmm inundated with so much stimulation that you cannot hear yourself think you're too busy thinking about everything else you're told to think about take a right. real long sit and think about that right okay next one okay lee domi i hope i didn't butcher that um what do the aliens think of ukraine and now israel or are they more big picture. I don't know if I should have even said those words. <laughs> we're probably going to get flagged for that. Um, just saying the country names, I think we're going to get flagged. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to talk about politics. What I would like to talk to you about is the heart of what he was asking. Yeah, no, no, of yeah. course. Yeah. How does he feel about the AI it? that flags us, by the way? Nothing else. <laughs> no. The heart of, of the any situation that we have going on right now is hate. And people thinking that their way is better than somebody else's way. And then the gossip that we throw back and forth or the accusations or the, the uh, judgments we throw to one another that cause us to become hysterical, angry, uh, violent, and act out without thinking, without considering what, how this is affecting all of us. That's right. how they feel about it. It is... Um, there is a feeling that they have, and it's really hard for me to use the right word here. Um, they think that humanity is emptying the bag of their lives out on the ground and filling it with no good thing. And that hurts to know that they're doing that. They're like parents to us. And if you had a child that you saw actively doing something that horrific, you would feel the same way. Think about mm -hmm. that. Empathize with it that way. And you'll understand how they feel. They cannot intervene. We are our own people here. We've made all our decisions. The situations we're in are a root cause of all of us aiding and abetting it in one way or another. We have to figure it out for ourselves mm -hmm. before we can join with them, before we can come into their society. We have to fix this, heal. That's literally important. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. We're going to just come up here. Here we go. Adrian, hello again. Question, did we all or most of us on earth originate from the sun? You mean like the soul? Is she talking about the sun soul? S -O -L, the soul, yeah, soul. Yeah. Okay. 
We, uh, all of us are light. Everything in the universe is made out of light. Every proton is light. You're in a third dimension here. We're in the hard frame of our existence in the third dimension. And so it's so gravity heavy that we become dense and packed tightly so that you can't see the light that you really are. You know, people see auras. You're literally seeing the aura that this person is emitting. They're mm -hmm. light, they're conscious light. Um, we come from source and that's where the all mind has us. That's where we have been created from. We're all cognizant, sentient entities. No matter what we look like or what life we're living, where in the universe, we're all together there. And we come out here to the third dimension to work on employing mm -hmm. wisdom and understanding so that we evolve up. Okay. Right. Okay, here's another. Go. While we're on a roll. <laughs> okay. Mike Jameson, what is the purpose of the large-scale hybridization program by the Mantis Gray program? I am out of my league here. I'm just going to listen. Yeah, I hear those words and I get um, the klemt, okay? That's a, that's a word that is in my family and it's been used on me a few times. Uh <laughs> There is no quote unquote breeding program. Doesn't exist. No, 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 no. We are the same as them. We have same DNA. We can breed back and forth. You have examples of this on earth, by the way. We have different species of animals who can hybridize amongst themselves. I'll give you a couple that are interesting to me because I've dealt with them. Uh, Ligers is a, a lion father and a tiger mother. And the reason that they were breeding them together it's because the tiger's DNA that stops him from turning into a 17,000 pound monster <laughs> turns off with the tiger DNA. And so you get this cat that is unbelievably big. He's like a truck driving down the street. You look at it, you go, wow, you know, and they exist now because they've been bred into existence, hybridized. Okay. Can you pat right. them? Uh, if you raise it, you can. Sure, they have the, they have the personality of a lion. So yeah, they're like, yeah. Like, you know, you know being lions, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love lions. Yes. Yeah. So tiger, no tiger over three and a half months old, do not touch because no. you might get hurt. Well, okay. she's already bigger than you. <laughs> yes. Now, there's some animals that we hybridize to help us, like a jackass. Okay, this is an animal that's half donkey and half horse. Okay, and they're sterile. Ligers are not. Ligers can breed until kingdom come. Donkeys cannot, they become sterile. So that this jackass is not going to breed with anything because it's nothing's gonna happen after that. The hybridization of that caused that stop gate and it won't go any further. Right. Otherwise, we'd have them everywhere. Okay. Human beings, we're homo sapiens sapiens here. ETs are also homo sapien, just not the second sapien. They have a little bit more of something else, and they all dime out differently, the ethnicities of them. doesn't mean race, and I want people to get this straight. If you have DNA and you're on this planet and you're a human being, we are all one race. We look different, but that's just genetics playing a role in how you understand your environment and how it affects you. You protect yourself from bad, hot weather, hot sun, whatever. So we've all developed traits. These are traits, mm -hmm. not race. Traits. Right. Mm -hmm. has different traits from us. Right. Um, they don't have a hybridization program. That doesn't happen. What they do know is this. 
For the last 100 years, we have been under attack from gamma radiation coming in on us from the sun in larger and larger doses as time went on, and our DNA is changing. And that's because unsolicited gamma radiation on our body causes our DNA to break down, and we have things like cancer, autoimmune disorders, heart attacks, mental disorders. The list is endless. And if you notice in history that we went from a very low rate of almost all of that to a very high rate, you have to ask yourself, why? What's going on? It's not the pollution. It's the gamma radiation coming in on you that's causing it. ET has been visiting us and helping us hold our DNA up to protect us from ourselves because mm -hmm. we're not talking about the truth to one another. We're not being shown the truth. Otherwise, we could have been working on ourselves. We didn't need them. We could have done it. There are people who don't want you to know the truth. And so they have been holding us up. They're related to us. So they can breed back and forth with us to keep mm -hmm. us going. I am a hybrid. I am treated. My family has been watched. They know my DNA. They've been watching my whole family's DNA. Most of my family is psychic. It's kind of strange. And uh, we all have abilities, every last one of us. And that's why. Because they knew that some of us were going to be taught and then some of us were going to come out and try to help others, like being a nurse, like being a doctor, like being a zoologist, like being anything that helps society or anyone, counseling, you name it. We, that's what we were genetically primed for, to help us in this time period, because it's, I'm telling you, we're in last days now. We're at extinction level event time. And this is hard. And that's why they've been coming back and forth. Without directly intervening on us, they have helped us make it our DNA stronger. That's the only reason that's happening. And we'll we'll touch on that again after that'll be like a finale thing. So okay, so here, how about this one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that name, but uh, is that get See, guitar guy? guy? Yeah, we it's know who you really are. Tiny David. On, <laughs> really tiny on my screen, David. Want me to get it? Uh, no, no, it's Let okay. I've got it. it. Okay. Just it, it was all like together because of the numbers. Okay. Hi, David. Um, I've heard from a contactee who has dozens of videos and pictures and lots of proof who says that what we consider God is itself part of an even greater intelligence your thoughts well they're trying to describe it and and i give them kudos for that okay and and some of it plays into the whole picture of what that is the entire universe is the mind of god okay that's why et refers to it as the all mind it's communicative every everything that it it is a part of it's, it's part of its mind. In other words, that's how you get the stories from the Bible and stuff about how God knows everything you do. Yep. Because every cell in your body and your mind, your thoughts are all transmitted all over the place. And it hears us. We are its sentience, even though we're sentient on our own as well. We've mm -hmm. been given autonomy. That's why in the Bible it says we've been given the choice to make decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can evolve up to where, and, and this is where I don't like to go too much because I do not want to sound like I'm a religion. It, no, okay? I don't want to be a guru. I don't want to be any of that. But I will tell you that you can eventually accomplish getting up into the ability to speak directly to the all mind and have it return thought to you and help you. 
that is possible. You can do that, but you have to know what's going on to do that. And the only way you can do that in this body, in this place, is to use your psychic ability and become good at it. Master the ability. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Next one. Great troll. Hello. Question. Is there any anything different about people with autism in terms of being more likely to be a contactee or a soul from a different origin? Autism is one of the things that DNA derazzing is causing. These people, and I have a daughter who's on the spectrum and many relatives with autism, and I love them dearly, are caught in overload, sen sensational and overload. And it can, and there are varying degrees of it. Some of them have more problems handling it and some of them have less. It just depends on where in the spectrum you're falling. It makes you wide open, and a lot of autistic people are highly, highly psychic. You can still be psychic whether you're autistic or not. You can be psychic whether you're disabled or not. That's mm -hmm. not a problem because you still have the ability to do that. Um, the fact that they're more sensitive and they hear louder, feel better, or sense things on a, a scale much turned up the volume on makes them interesting people to get to know you could probably learn something from them. They're highly gifted. They're highly yes, gifted. Very much so. Like the, when it comes to their psychic abilities, they yes. just can't communicate it the right. same way. Right. Found the same thing with, with, you know, people who have Alzheimer's or dementia, they just can't physically communicate it, right. but they're just. Physical mind is. Oh yeah. Know. They can project yeah. energy. They could have yeah. OBEs. Like it's, right. it's phenomenal. And any sort of a, any, any sort of, um, disabilities, you're going to compensate in another way. Right. And they're highly gifted. Right. Uh, right. Here's another one. This is a good question, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, they're all good questions, but this is, <laughs> this is a pretty common question that you don't often get answers to. That's so true. Uh, nautical strings. Hello. And thank you. Why do some people who have been abducted remember what happened and others don't? Um, it has to do with you and your fear, your fear, capabilities. Um, fear will black you out. Fear will mm -hmm. shut your, you know, there's a process by which we remember things. You know, you, you, have, you have a, your brain has a short-term memory, hippocampus, and a long-term memory where it stores everything that you've learned and seen. And you can think back to the long storage and the short storage is right there only as long as until it lands back here. In the hippocampus, you can fear will lock down it's like brain damage from an emotion. Fear it will damage your ability to recall in seconds. It can take you out with it. And the only way for you to get that memory back or restore it is by your ability to hear your consciousness because your consciousness is you and it's recording and hearing everything that happens to you. But your physical mind is shutting it down. And the number one reason people don't remember is absolute abject, unbelievable fear or disbelief. I'd like to just add on that too. I, I believe if you have a very strong connection with ET and Amelia, and I have seen this working with people also, is that sometimes it's to protect that individual. Yes. With information and, that yeah. maybe they don't want to see get into right. other they, hands. All they have to do is mentally join with you, you know, while you're talking to yourself about it, they can hear you talking literally right. and they will say, it's okay if you put, put this down for now. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want help to regain it later, we will help you. And it's mm -hmm. that's something you can enter into them with if it's that bad. And I have seen that happen. 
Right. It's sort of like a pre, it's a suggestion, you know, a pre-planned suggestion between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Where you can gain the knowledge later. So. Okay. Okay. I have a question. I feel okay, like I, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm in the chat room listening. Um, <laughs> do you recognize other objectees and contactees simply by being in their presence? Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Okay, some, okay, I have an eidetic memory. So if I know you, I know you, it's never going to change. So okay. sometimes I run into people that I've had contact with on board. And uh, I automatically know that I can speak to them psychically and they'll probably hear me and answer me back. Some people do it consciously. Some people do it subconsciously. Okay, their, their consciousness is active, but their conscious mind doesn't want to have the conversation. So I'm talking to their higher consciousness. Okay, the real them. Um, it is interesting to me that these things happen. And uh, I want everybody to know that. Always remember this. This is how this works. You have a physical body and a physical mind, and it's limited. It's limited. And if you want to use it properly, it has to be healthy. It has to operate under extreme circumstances from time to time, including disability. And it has to be your number one prime objective to be in total abject open, wide open contact with who you really are. I mean, you have a soul, your soul lives in your body. And most people say, say, well, I have a soul. And they don't realize that that's them and that they can, they're, they're thinking from that place. Your soul's talking to you all the time. That's why people dream like they do because the soul's going, okay, now you, now you're quiet. Now you shut up. Now let's let you hear me now. Most Mm. people don't understand that, that we have to learn physically to shut up. So we can hear ourselves think. Mm-hmm. There we go. So what we're going to do, I know there's a lot of questions and we're going to come back to the questions, but Dolly has some photographs and she has a plan. <laughs> so we wanted to try to get to you. History. Right. Yeah. We, we want to get to as many people as possible, but we also, we have well, the plan uh, that Dolly wants to cover. So, how do you want to do this? You sent me a series of, of, of photographs. Um, do you want me to just show them and you talk about them? Or do you want to say, bring this up, bring this up and just well, go you, based you're, on. You're already aware of what I'm going to say. So uh, just grab what you see. I'm talking about. You'll know instantly when I start saying it. Okay. All right, I'll do my best. We have a pineal gland in our mind. And uh, I want to tell you what it is. It is, it, it is a gland. It is uh, part of your endocrine system. And it has the ability to sense light and dark. It has photopathy. In other words, it can see like your eye sees light and dark. 
It also will tells your body how to be healthy. It's part of the access of glands in your body, hormones that help you regulate what you're doing. We have been shown for centuries that we have this pineal gland. It's the lower picture, okay, in there. Uh, the one on the top, I want you to come back to. Find me another one with a pineal gland that's a little bit easier to see. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I'm on it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got. Okay. We got this little, this little dude as well. Yeah. yeah I've seen course. all of these because I've I've researched it myself, so I can completely um, get you on this. I, <laughs> I used to get the I used to get the Eye of Horus designed on my nail. Oh, cool. A lot. Okay, yeah. Right okay, here. here we go. Okay, now this is this is a good one to start with. There's a lot of going on in this picture. Okay, first one is he's holding the pineal gland. This uh, tree right here is the tree of life. It is a DNA uh, spiral, and it's depicted artistically, and it's showing you that you are your DNA is part of why you have this pineal gland. It's innate. That's what I mean by innate. You were born with this in your head. Your DNA created it for you to be there for you to be psychic. And he's alluding to that. He's also alluding to that some people's DNA is a little bit more organized than others. And one of the reasons that they want us to think about who we um, come join together to have children with to strengthen our DNA. We have to think about that. You know, I wouldn't, I would, I would think that uh, humans, we breed animals, we go to extreme lengths to make sure they're all healthy, but we don't do that for ourselves because we're not taught to. We're not taught to think that way. It is important that we understand that our DNA is the key that puts our bodies together in our minds. And that's one of them. It's at the top of the tree. We have a pineal gland and it has to work properly. Now this being is, uh, I want you to look at him. He has some things going on here. He, a, he's winged. He has the head of Horus, okay? He's also holding a handbag in his hand. And if you look throughout the the hieroglyphs and you know the the stone reliefs throughout the ancients all different cultures everybody's got a purse okay and and if you look at it you go why what's in it and people ask that over and over and over but they haven't thought about what it might really be archaeology knows they just don't tell you the whole story so tonight i want you to hear the whole story we're going to walk you through it okay i want you to notice his feet on his leg, he has a band coming down. It's like a string band, and it goes into the bottom of his foot. That is a type of grounding that a pilot, that you're looking at an ET pilot. He is grounding. When we're on board and all of these systems are working properly, there's a ton of electromagnetic energy going around you. You could be electrocuted, you know, which means dead. And you have to ground to stop your body from absorbing it or being stricken by it. And that's the depiction of that ground. The thing in his hand is how ET pilots fly the craft because it has to be psychically. Okay. They're showing you that. And then that's what's in there is very small, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's a big round disc like this, almost like the Egyptians depict it like the sun, but it's not. It's this uh, diodetic dahedron. I can't say that word either. I have a hard time. 
That's okay. It's shaped a lot like a Chanel bag. I'm just saying. Well, they're funny. Yeah. They're made out of a certain material that they don't depict here. It's a type of material that blocks uh, the uh, magnetism that's in that ball. Okay. It's very small. And when you initialize it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I want you to see on his wrist that he has a bracelet. In this one, he doesn't have the flower bracelet with the flower that looks like the sun. He has pearls. Okay. And um, I'm not sure why the pearls are there, but it's the same thing. The key to make that ball initialize is on their wrists. And it's showing that it's the hand, actually, the wrist and the hand. I find it insane that when they crucified people, they stabbed them through the hands on something. Okay. That made me freak out when I realized they were doing that when I was a young kid, because I know why the hand is so important to pilots and ETs. And, particular because they have an implant in there that can initialize that ball to work. All pilots have the key. I have one in my hand as well. And uh, so that's what that's alluding to. That's what it's showing you. Just start showing pictures, Michelle, because we're going to start pointing it all out to everybody. Okay. One second. I will get to all of it. Um, <laughs> okay. So just show it, whatever, mm -hmm. basically. Okay. I want you to realize that every one of those pictures with an entity with a bag in his hand is a pilot who has come here. Okay. And bam, bam, what? bam. For real? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one shows what happens when the when it's initialized. The ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's showing the process. First, it starts out small, and then there's energy. And then it, boop, it gets bigger and bigger. And you notice it's going over his head. Mm -hmm. That's the reason, because when we use it, it's suspended above our heads magnetically so that it's closer to our pineal gland. And I can psychically enter into it with my mind and Talata with his mind. And we fly the ship together psychically in that magnetic environment. It's an enclosed space, and that ball has to have time to initialize. In his hand, he has a rod. It's called the rod of power. And a lot of people on earth who are kings and queens have the rod of power. You ever ask yourself why from the Egyptians' words or even the Sumerians? Because that rod, they use it. It's a simple tool, and it they use it to turn I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to give it away too much because I don't want the government to hear me say it. Um, it turns the energy source of the craft so that it can go any graph. Okay. It's the nuclear device and they put it, the end of it into it and they flip it up and it ignites the process. That's the rod of power and people have bastardized it. Sorry. And misused the word term and given so much misinformation The the round thing, you know, that all the Kings have with the little cross on it. That's the ball. Okay, that's that's the ball. It, it amazes me. And the crown is your pineal land. And they have the right to rule or the right to govern or whatever. That It's just etched itself into our memories a certain way. And that's what that is. Okay, keep going. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I love the director. I know. <laughs> All right. I love it. No, I'm enjoying. I'm really enjoying this. I'm just... Okay. Well, you're, so you're not. You're down. not just. You're not just smart, Dolly. You're adorable. Ah, thank you. <laughs> okay, here's one. This is Hindu. Okay, see the 
the uh, bag above him, suspended above him, that's a reference to what's in that bag. They're not showing it because in their religion, they wouldn't show it completely, but that's the bag. What's in the bag goes above our head, literally. we It's suspended above us, and we're working it. And there's a process whereby it, it goes that high, but that's a pilot. You're looking at a pilot. He's probably in a vimana, okay? He is a pilot. Okay, okay. also, I want you to notice that he's sitting in the squat position, and his feet are straight down. If you saw the whole thing, and I don't think they photograph it for that reason, there are two pads under his feet, and they block him from being electrocuted. Okay, go ahead. Okay, one second. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Molly's trying everything not to use her controls. That's, that's what's going on right now. It's hard to be sitting there. on the board, and you can't. Okay. So this one's kind of cool. You see they've got the one above his head. Okay, mm -hmm. and then there's one below him. When I deep, when I take down the ball, it drops, and I, it never touches my skin. It's so electrified and so magnetic that it can only get within about an inch of my hand, my skin. But I bring it down, and then I hold it just below me, away near my feet, where that EMP protector is, where that Faraday cage is mostly, and it it kicks it magnetically to give it up and it goes down and down and down and down and down till it gets to the point where I can grab it and put it in my purse. That's the process. He's dropping the ball and turning it off. Okay, perfect. Bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> Still on it. Okay, I think we've, we've got these. So we're going to go on to the next. All righty. Now I think it's going to start getting a little bit more. Um, oh no, hold on. We've got this guy. We're going to put this over here first. All righty, here we go. I think this is another one of your um, pineal gland photos. It was just on a different email. So here we go. And there. Okay, this is the same guy we saw. He was facing it. Notice where he's got the purse. Yeah. And if you look at his hand, you can see up where the pineal gland is. Right there. Okay, and you can see the wire coming down, you know, the, the grounding thing into his foot. Yep. I, want, I want you to understand something. This is Horus. This is a type of being that looks like Horus. They were real. They saw them. It's not a joke. They're, uh, the Anunnaki are kind of part of who they are. It's the same ethnicity, okay? Um, just some look human and some look like Horus here. Um, this is really important to understand they're trying desperately to show you or direct you to what is important. And that, that this person, if you saw the other hieroglyphs around this, you would see that they were coming here, that they were brought, bringing themselves here to do stuff, to interact with us. This isn't just one little hieroglyph in the middle of nowhere. There's many of them around it. And it gives a, an essay of what's going on. And they don't let you see that. They don't put it in books for you to go, oh, look, look, you know. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and understanding, like a movie, they mm. just show you this and you go, ah, what is that? That's what that is. Notice the purse, still a little weird looking, you know? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. One second. Here we go. All right. So bear with me again. All right. Let's go with this one before we do move too far ahead. I like these. Okay. Really, they should allow us to do more than one at a time here. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Kind of okay. be ready to go. 
Okay, here we go. Okay, this is in uh, South America. Now, I want to make three points. Every every different um, time period where they're trying to give you information, they're thinking about the time, they're showing it different ways. This one is unique to me, and I love it, because... Up in this little box right here above his head, you see the head, the figure of a being in there, a, a mind, a person, his face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's in direct communication with the pilot. That is the ship talking to the pilot. They're one. Their minds are joined together and they're one. That's the ball thing. Okay. Now look at the bag where the bag is in front mm-hmm. of his hand. That's showing that he's using that, but it's in his head. Okay. He's using that. Funny thing is when I'm flying with Toyota on his craft, he has a, um, there's a console in front of me. When I, where I sit in front of me, where my rays are, where I see out, he's in a console. His, he indwells the craft there. That's the heart of the craft where he's actually existing. And it's part of the engine. Okay. And uh, how it works. The emitters run up central cord and they go to emitters, you know, in different places on the craft, he has more than three uh, because he's so big. But the same principle, they're they're moving the craft and using the energy to push us back and forth and do things. Talata feels everything. This craft is his body. I'm in connection with it, and I feel everything, see everything, and hear everything from him. I don't need to use my own eyesight when I fly. I'm in connection with him and I can react with him as well. One of the things that's necessary for a pilot is that our reflexes, our neurological systems have to be acutely well-tuned. I'm, I am, uh, I have unbelievable reflexes. Okay. I have an eidetic memory. I have, I am genetically predestined to have these abilities so that I can fly. And here's the point. All pilots are genetically tuned for this. That's why they follow families because they're looking for people to join in with them, to evolve up, get wake up and get their stuff together so that they can go and learn from them. And that's the point of the family following. Some families are more psychic than others. Some families are gifted, more gifted. You see doctors everywhere and all kinds of things. Their intelligence quotients are much more genetically gifted the potential is there is what I'm trying to say. You're born with potential, whether you use it or not is up to you, but that's what they follow the potential. Okay. Okay. We're going to keep on going. Okay. So now we're getting into um, a lot of photographs. I'm going to go to this one before we show um, anything from your personal photos. So one moment, Uh, this is a bit of a wide one. Ah, Bob. Okay, people, here we go. I've seen this one, and it's a really interesting photo. Yeah, well, you know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Where where is that? The Nazca Lines. Nazca Lines. Right. Now, the higher you go, the more detail you get in the Nazca Lines. They don't always show you the full picture where you can see things. This one I find interesting because um, it explains exactly what I've been trying to tell everybody. This is the craft. The You can see the craft right there. And you can see the light surrounding the craft. And then mm-hmm. you see the bell light coming down. And then yep. in that craft, you see a ribbon of, of light coming down. That's, yep. that's the ribbon that is anti-grav. And when they pick you up, you are in that ribbon. 
It takes you out of the space time you're in. It changes you. You walk into the fourth dimension, literally inside that light and you become lighter than air. You become, you're just extra dimensional at that point. So um, this was this a light that people report seeing that come into yes. their homes and yep. pull them out. Yep. Right. Okay. And it's in the Nazca lines. Hello. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we're ready for the next then. Okay. okay. I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> okay. So uh, these next series are your, your photos. So I'm Amelia, they're not here now. You can sleep soundly. I promise. Thank okay. you. I'm okay. so afraid. It's not funny. It's okay. Sleep rest and the knowledge that they're not here at all. We have too much going on magnetically. We can't. Okay. This is Talara. He is arraying a certain way so that I can see him in the dark. He is about 3000 feet up and I have a zoom lens on my camera and this is as close as I can get in the picture. And what you see is the front of him on the right the arch of him, and then the tail of him. Now, beyond that light is another, it arches down on the other side. It goes all the way down. But that light is so bright, it kind of blots it out so you can't see the all of the right side of him. But that's a lot of, at night. That was in 2020, 2021, in June. Uh -huh. Okay. Uno momento. I'm just preparing another one okay. here, guys, so you can all. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> The reason it was important for me to get him in different light that night was we were going to elude or show who he really is. So keep going. And he's he's all in agreement with this. Yes. Okay. I just want to reiterate. Okay. Remind us who's he? Um, Talada is the fifth dimensional okay. being that indwells the craft that I fly. There we go. This okay. is Talada. This is a picture that was captured in Turkey. He is the Turkish UFO. And this is a pretty good, uh, a beautiful shot in there. And it yeah. shows the light and how he dips down like that. He is slightly boomerang shaped. You, if he turns, you see him changing uh, shape a little bit because of the way he's built. Okay. The low part right there that sticks down, that's his battery compartment. That's where the power is and the batteries are on his craft. Do they ever change colors with... Yeah, they're like cuttlefish. They can look like anything. No it's kidding. a beautiful picture. <laughs> All righty. Hold on. There's no disputing that photo. Okay. Here we go. Getting another one going. Hello, Susan. Welcome. Hi, uh, Susan. Okay. Bam, bam. bam so I just bam. wanted to okay. make sure. That's why I asked you. Wow. Now, this is Talata that night uh, when he flies over. He flew. He followed me from Florida to uh, Nevada and Arizona. He had to. I needed protection, protecting. I was way out of my element, and he came with me. I flew a uh, plane into Las Vegas, and then he came with us. He followed above me all the way out to Laughlin, Nevada. We went to UFO Megacon. My friend, Yvonne Watson, picked me up in Las Vegas and drove me out there. He, now, he has to drop drones because he's a giant ship and there's no way he could come low to the ground to protect me. So he was dropping drones. There are two drones in that picture. They're dropping off him. They just released them to go down. Two of them. And you notice they kind of sort of look like Tic Tacs. 
Yes, don't they though? <laughs> don't they though? <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's another one coming, guys. Another one coming. Okay. By the way, that sighting in Las Vegas, he was sighted in Las Vegas. This is him dropping tic tacs. I mean, <clears throat> drones again. <laughs> he lit out about 20 of them that night. Okay. And that's a, a, a whole bunch of them coming down. They're in a plasma field when they drop, and it gives them time to ignite their system to become anti-grav, and then they fly off. So that's him dropping them. So okay. he wants to be seen? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. He's, kind of, it's kind, he's kind of like doing this Top Gun thing, which is really hilarious to me. I'm going to show off. Here I am. I'm just going to buzz the control center or control tower. He did, too. They found they saw him. It was all over the news. Yvonne <laughs> called me, and she's like, you're not going to believe this. He was sad. <laughs> okay. okay. This wow. is thrown in between two plasma streaks. That's one Tic Tac in between two streaks of plasma, energy plasma. And it's holding him, stace, the drone stasis till it gets far enough away from the craft out of its field of energy to uh, start up itself. Okay. Let me get rid of this one. Let me bring up. I have a question for you after. Yeah, well, go ahead while I put that one up. It pertains to craft, but not not in this. I, I'm just curious because I want to oh, I want to know. I have to be careful how they phrase it. She wants this, to know, but she again. doesn't want to know and doesn't want to put it out there. <laughs> I'm afraid of I'm afraid of it being picked up the wrong way. Um Michelle knows me so well. Uh, okay. No. We we've seen these reports over the years since early 1900s, since television that you've seen craft crashing. Now, is that military craft because i find it hard to believe that the this craft crashes when it's all energy how okay. can it crash all right there you're uh there's a lot going on in what you said and there's a I lot know. in the answer the answer is yes military craft do crash back engineered craft are not perfect they don't have half the technology they do and yeah they crash for real okay mm -hmm. but et sometimes crashes and that's why they're not here because our magnetosphere is very unstable. We're down 40% now, and that makes it impossible for them to fly with accuracy and stay out of trouble, okay. especially when it comes to humankind, because if they go down over a populated area, it will be on the news in seconds, and it would hurt people. They won't do yeah. it. Okay? That's why. Okay. Okay. Next. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Talata as well in Turkey. And I want you to see that in this array, see at the end of it where it looks like a hook? That's mm -hmm. that's where the craft come out. That's where they come out for him to drop them. Imagine how big he is to drop a craft like that. Wow. Okay. Now notice how far down his bottom is. We are not, we don't, when we fly, we're not completely, uh, initialized uh, energy initialized because it's too dangerous for populations he would knock out all the electricity below him or in the field of his arrays you know like sight you know line of sight and so they're on batteries they can fly on batteries and be anti-grav uh but it's kind of dangerous because that's when they usually have crashing problems because the field guidelines on the earth will rapidly move over change and just drop 
and that takes them out every time. Pilots are taught not to let that happen to them, but yeah, it happens. You know, nobody's foolproof. There's no such thing as perfect. Not, okay? But that's that's the hook where they're coming out. Okay, wonderful. Next. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm getting a little quicker at this. This is good. All right, bam. Okay. <laughs> Preston is in the chat room, and he's going to verify everything I say to you at this moment. Um, when the Turkish uh, videos came out, I saw myself on deck when, I, when they put them up. They weren't thinking, and they put them out, raw data, raw film footage, and I went, oop, there I am. Okay, because the guy who the filmography was a VHS camera, his zoom was so good and he could get right into the my carpet. Okay. And I was like, and and then boom, like two days later, poof, they were gone. They have scrubbed them to the point that you can't see me anymore. Preston knew I was talking about this. We'd had long conversations about it. He said, You really were on there. You really wanted now. He's obsessed at this point. He's going to find me. He's like, I know you're there. I know you're there. He believed me. Okay. And uh, it took him a couple of, uh, like a year of going through every one of those videos from those three years that we were doing this. And he, I was sitting in the living room and he came up to me and he goes, is that you? And I looked at him and I went, oh yeah, there I am. You can't see me full, fully in this one, but you can see the side view of me. I'm redheaded. You can't tell because I'm 65 now and I turned white, but that's me. I'm, that's me sitting on the, the seat. And that is one of the grays talking to me. And she's got a picture of me at that time, so you can go. Oh yeah, yeah that's going to come up next. And I believe that's probably the last one too. So here we are. That's me. That's that year. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm Reddit. Yeah, crazy Reddit. <laughs> you got you got some Scottish in you. <laughs> I have everything in me. I'm yeah. joking around. Yeah. <laughs> my my great niece, her dad is Scottish and she was uh, born redhead. You know, the Scots got Viking in them, right? And I Yeah, but they've got up. strong genes when that red hair comes in. Oh, I know. That's a strong <laughs> gene. I'm also She's weird. beautiful. My Sophie is beautiful. <laughs> I also have weird eyeballs. My eyes, um, like they, when I was born, my eyes were almost white. It freaked my mother out. She's like, oh, no. And then they got light blue. And by the time I hit puberty, they were blue, blue. But then about a year in when my hair started turning red, because I was born with black hair, it fell out at one month. Didn't come in until I was almost three. And I was toe-headed like this. And then right around six, seven, eight, I started turning red. And my eyes changed color as well. I have monochromatic eye color. I am blue base with green overlay in my eyes. See, I'm, I have a gray base. And I've got green gold and then I got Ooh, you're absolutely got the prettier one yeah I know I've, I've really yeah. got this it's so unbelievable yeah. both my eyes genes. have one eye yeah. has three brown flecks and mm -hmm. light 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 brown and the other one has four yeah, it's Preston so has stupid and only one. on the top and he has weird eyes like that too he has gold flecks in his eyes green flecks in his eyes and brown no, I've got like, rings. Like my I've dad got had hazel, eyes. green, slate. Yeah. My eyes change colors like regularly yeah. as well. It's like I don't understand hazel it. mostly. Yeah. yeah. That's what like, I don't understand. Why the hate? Like I don't get it. It's uh, you're hybridized actually. Every human being on this planet is related to them. Okay. So we're all hybrids to begin with. You, me, and Michelle and others like us are more recent in the hybrid hybridizing we have more recent dna input into us from our generations and uh yeah <laughs> it's amazing so but everybody on this planet is 
part of ET. They all hybridized, every last one of you. That's right. Okay, so we're going to take a quick uh, station sponsor ID break. <laughs> I know, I know. Then we'll get to some questions and, and uh Well, because I, I asked, sorry, Michelle. I'll, t I'll say it after when we come back. Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, I'm here. Yes, <laughs> trying to click on my page because I'm a little lost right now. Uh, you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 and 107.7 FM radio. And we are now on Roku. We have been for months. So we hope that if you're watching from there, you're sharing us with your friends. As our audience gradually grows there, we welcome you and we thank you for being there. Our guest tonight is the beautiful, the vivacious, and the most generous with all stories and information and answering your questions also a colleague, not just a friend, Dolly Saffron is here with us tonight. If you are just tuning in, no worries, because you can stream our archives on about 250 different platforms. Just search United Public Radio and then The Outer Realm. Don't forget to click like and subscribe and follow so that you never miss an episode. And remember to share us, always share us with your friends and family, please. We would like to give a big shout out and a thank you to the wonderful people at Folgers Coffee for your continued support and sponsoring our show all the way from day one to today. We deeply appreciate you and we couldn't do this without you. That's why you'll see Michelle constantly lifting that cup and Folgers in your cup. Dolly did the commercial just saying. She did. She's just saying. She's saying it. Just saying, I know. I know. Our, our fabulous banner and promo media is courtesy of Steve McGinnis, horror illustrator, fantastic artist. He can create not only horror genre, but any commission pieces, anything that you would like to have done. If you need to contact him, he can be found on Facebook. Our intro is from the fabulous Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp, stream on any platform, and you can find Dr. Snick on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, as I said yesterday, you can also search his music when you're doing your stories on social media. Just uh, search Dr. Snick and they all come up. It's a great way to listen to clips of his different music as well. Now, if you are watching us on Facebook Live, or YouTube, make sure to click like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. There we go. Okay. Hey, I'm going to fold your story to tell you. I, I've been waiting for this moment. You ready? <laughs> I love Folgers Coffee. I've loved it my entire life. When I was a little teeny thing like this, my mom would have our little teeny TV, you know, black and white thing, you know, on, and the Folgers Coffee would come on. And it, it, it the best part of waking up. Okay. I would hear the song coming on, okay? And back then it was, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do remember that. It was. Yeah. I don't have memory, but I would run from wherever I was in the house and I'd stand in front of the TV going, just like die. Now here I am all these years later and there it is right there. And I'm like, oh, cool. That is so cool. You know, <laughs> I use, 
Yeah. I use their instant coffee when I make my cho chocolate mocha cake. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I use that in there. It's yeah. a recipe from the 1950s. I, Absolutely. Oh my God, it's so good. It mm. takes like a pound of butter and a pound of chocolate. But anyways, <laughs> okay. my, my, the thing that I was going to say before we went to break, I have asked Jojo, Jojo's Joe Montaldo, about my eyes. And he always answers back, well, what do you think? He never answers me. So thank you for that. I don't because think Joe don't know. I think Joe don't know. I like that, Joe. Joe, Joe. You just don't know. He is, he's saying. Yeah, because so, I'm like, well, so yeah. since you know so much, why do I have a gray ring? And on top of that ring, I have a green ring. And then I have a gold ring. I go, That's like, there's three rings on my yeah. eyes. Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, mama so. has mama has blue-green, really blue-green eyes. Big blue-green eyes. And I, I, when I was growing up, I was looking at everybody's eye color, you know? And most of the grays all are blue-green dyes. They have variations of blue, blue-green, or hazel blue, which with the gold in them. Like, I have a cousin with the gold in her eyes as well as the blue-green. And it's like, wow. Oh, my little cousin has wow. flecks you know? of red in hers, too, with yeah. the blue and the gold. Yeah. yeah it is totally They're stunning. Yep. Very beautiful eyes. Okay. Wow. Let's get to some questions because we will run out of time otherwise. Um, okay. There was a good question here pertaining to what we were talking about. Um, hmm. Of course, I can't find the one that I want. So, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Aww. This here, this, and again, this is a good question because there's a lot of people. I think it goes back to CE5 and exposing yourself maybe when you shouldn't be. Uh, I like seeing oh, well, well, let's let it, we'll let okay. me get it because for our audio, audio yeah, people please. who are listening on FM, yeah. um, Jude McGill asks, so do you think it's wise to go to UFO and consciousness conferences where so many people are teaching crowds? I remember that question. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good okay. question. From what I understand about CE5, because I was involved with Georgia CE5 for a while. And um, what I learned from that, and I, and I studied what, uh, Greer had to say also in his his methodology and everything. And Preston knew him back then and was doing CE5 with him when he first started. Um, he was part of it. Uh, basically, it is this. Consciousness is developing your ability, psychic, to communicate across the universe to ETs. They can hear you. They will hear you if you make contact with them psychically. So that's what's good about Georgia CE5. It's important. Now, there are rogue CE5 groups that have developed their own handbooks and their own ways of doing things. I've been to a few different groups just as a curiosity to see how they were doing it. And some of them follow follow the criteria, the meditations, mm -hmm. the visualizations, and all of that stuff to teach them how to use their abilities to the letter. And then some are very different. And... Uh, they all do seem to do one thing, though. Being psychic, I can hear you when you're working on it together, it, it, that everybody in that group usually makes contact with one another. It, it it turns the volume up on their abilities, and ETs can hear them. ETs are not here right now, so you're not going to see a real ET craft now. It's mm -hmm. over. Right. But Just what you can have happen is contact. They can come to you. And what's important about the CE5 methodology is everybody has a a book you know something to write in pencils little red flashlights so they can see what they're doing and they write down what they receiving mentally 
because what funny thing happens a lot is you'll have a, a 30 people in this group and five of them say exactly the same thing that they say ET told them. And you go, hmm. Well, it's, a, it's also going into the collective consciousness right, as well I mean. with your communication. But I, I also want to reiterate the fact that you don't need to be in a group to have a CE5. I mean, I, I, if I put, I just put it out there telepathically, right. and I mean, I've, I've had my experiences literally within hours of, or days or a week at, at right. on the outside of having an experience Absolutely. or a visit. I've had, um, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes just look up and just look for a you know, portal. Yeah. I'm like, where are you? And I'll see a big just done yeah. finished. It's sometimes it's that that fast and sporadic but the thing is is if you have a connection you have a connection you don't need to be in a group to do it that's just my personal opinion right. i speak from my own personal experience nothing more right right well, so it's, it's different for everyone so it's valid. You know. yep. but um you know because we've had guests come on it's like i mean we had one guy come on and uh, he's like i go out every night yeah. And I would put it out there. And finally, they just started coming to me. He goes, and that was just him going out in his own backyard. It took him yeah. a couple of years, though. It did. I remember yeah. I made the joke. I said, it's okay, Michelle, just sit out on the veranda for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. We well, even by, end up by, living in that house. <laughs> by then, I was, yeah, already having some things. I was just like yeah. inadvertently going, all right, okay, let's just. It's I'm a ready form to of this. mediumship, just so y'all know. Yeah. And Amelia will validate this. When um, uh, I'm now. using my abilities to help somebody or find something or figure something out, um, I'm not just using my ability to find it out of nowhere. I'm going through the collective consciousness when I do it, and um, I will tap the situation. In other words, I start at a central point, and then I work my way out, and I let it all mm -hmm. come to me. And all I have to do is want it to come to me, and it does. Okay, and then I have the ability to hear if it's real or not, and cognitively pull it out the right stuff to make a decision of what I've just learned. And trust me, nobody who uses psychic abilities to find anything or work with anybody does it blind. They write it down. They think about it. It's uh, sometimes they're you know they're in their head tripping through. Okay, this, 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 this adds up to this. You know, I mean, you're working your way through it. It's like an unconscious ability to do that. And yeah. literally walking through it, that's but that's communication. That's how consciousness is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I always tell people to rewind it. Right. Exactly. Especially if you're working criminal cases, because you want to find we already know this person has is deceased. We right. want to know how it happened. So you want to go to that point and then rewind it. Yeah, I use psychometry sometimes too. I'll ask, do you have an object? And um, I don't play with, this is not a game. This is a real thing. If you hand me the deceased person's objects, sometimes I can connect with that person. Yeah. And the memory, their memories will come into me. It's and a helpful tool because yes. they leave the energy there. It's right. very helpful. I really yeah. believe that anyone can do that if they practice yes. it. Because I, I feel like when they... Take often if somebody has a deceased spouse, they'll give you their wedding band and they'll ask you to hold it. And people just that are doing this are just not listening. Yeah, I feel that if you have the psychic ability, you can do psychometry. You just have to practice listening. Exactly. That's yeah. the point. I love yeah. that word. Listen. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
nautical strings question why do ets take skin from humans like scoop marks or semen what are they doing with that okay come on scoop marks. i'm going to be dead honest with everybody right now i want you to understand something there's a thing called my lab on this planet and you are being my lab if that happens to you ET's not doing that to you that's my lab and that scares me for you because you're yeah. not being contacted ETs do no physical harm to anybody, and that's harm, physical harm. They are marking your body for some reason, and it's to make you in fear. Most of these people who have these have unbelievable fear, and they they don't ferret out that it's not ET. It's, you know, the government who are yeah. very good at it, as a matter of fact. so Because they wouldn't have the need to touch you. They can just do what they need to do with their energy. Not if not. you have a tool mark, that's human. Exactly. If you see yeah. a noodle, that's human. That's yep. human. Yep. Okay, next. Okay. Hey, Jude. I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that the ETs have left the solar system. When did that happen? And please, again, tell us why. Thank you. Love your questions, Jude. Um, it started in 2020. The exodus began then, actually 2019. It took a while for them to you know, get it all together to get out. Um, and the last of them left around May, June of 2022. They're not here anymore. Um, it was very uh, a very planned thing. They knew it was coming, that they had to do it. And that's why there were so many sightings between 2017 and 2022. That's because pff, they were leaving. Okay. Now, some ET, uh, not ET, some hybrids have stayed back because y'all need help. Okay. Y'all need to know the truth. <laughs> Point blank. Okay. And uh, so they're staying here and we're subject to exactly what you're subject to. Well, Please have yeah, because on us. Because, different, yeah. different abilities. Right. You know, different, yeah. one, different hybrids, different people know they have different abilities. They can be useful in different ways. I want to make and it only as a collective will they, will they succeed. Exactly. Now I want to make a point. I want you to think about our galaxy. It's a big place. And I want you to understand why this is happening. We have in our galaxy, there are electromagnetic current sheets everywhere, and they sluice through solar systems, okay? These disrupt polar uh, cohesion in planets and stars. Right now, we have one that comes around us every 12,000 years, and it is slicing through us, and we're in it now. We're in it heavy, Okay, but I want you to understand something. We're not the only ones. Everybody behind us and in front of us in the path of this thing is being affected by it in our galaxy. Okay, they have dealt with this forever. They know about it. I'm talking billions of years these people exist. This is not something new to them. And they have pre-planned, pre-organized. Pre I mean, it's like a, it's like a regular it's like if you've got a military, I hate using the word military, but if you've got a group of people who are really good at something, you know, have you ever seen doctors go to, to look, you know, countries in trouble and they help their people? That's one heck of an extended group of people who are working together collaboratively to help others. Think of it that way. Okay. So they're not here with us right now, but they're with the ones behind us and the ones going in front of us trying to get everybody to safety. They have, there are rules in this universe where a, when a solar system is doing this because of that type of energy coming through it, certain things are going to happen. And one of them is all the poles and on all our planets, including our sun, are going to flip. 
Our sun is in the middle of a flip. We're in the middle of a flip. A few of our planets have already flipped, but it's happening. And all you have to do is look at the changes of the planetary bodies in our system, and you see something's going on, okay? Well, yeah, because Saturn has really been highly talked about lately, too. Even Mars, a dead cord planet, no energy at all, is being affected by that electromagnetic energy hitting it. It's mm. grating. It, Mars is outgassing. So it's tectonics. It's the plates of it are not magnetic anymore, but they're grinding each other from the gravity of this thing coming through. And mm. it's you can see volcanic activity once again. It's heating up the surface of it from it. It's right. heating up the surface of our planet. Please, I want you to understand something. We're getting hot for a reason. It is not the one you think. It is from this energy source that is coming through us and how our sun is reacting to it. Mm -hmm. Our planets are all in a magnetic circuit with our sun. And when our sun pops off, we absorb it and shoot it right back out. This is a serious business, and ET cannot fly here, so they're waiting. They now have done everything they can for us. This has happened before, many times before, and once it's finished, when it comes to a conclusion, those who are here, they will come back for en masse. You will see them land everywhere on this planet. You can't even imagine. Which, which comes to this question. Okay. Okay, Jude says, do you know the timing of when we may need evacuation and why that timing? Well, according to me, <laughs> we need evacuating now because okay. too, many, too many people dead set on doing damage to everybody, you know? Hmm. There's all of humanity, all of life is precious, okay? Every life is, has a meaning. Every soul on this earth is here for a reason. And we got to learn to love one another now. Okay, the only way we're going to stop all this huge punishment that's happening to us is if we explosively all at once wake up at the same time and say, nope, you're not going to do it now. Why do we have all these weapons? Why do we have nuclear stuff going on? Why? Why? What's the purpose of it? Annihilation, because the people who are here, who've known this, who've kept this suppressed and away from you, don't want you to be here when it happens because they plan to protect themselves. They've already gone underground. They already have seed depositories in places. They have a plan. They've been planning for the last 50 years. We are not invited. Please wake up to that. You have to take care of yourself. I tell everybody, you got to worry more about what's going on here than you need to worry about ET and when they come back. You need to be here when they come back. And you won't be if they get their way. So this is our problem right now, that. Pay attention. Get ready. What okay. she says. Yeah. <laughs> what she said. Yeah. Uh, Neural Channels says, uh, Dolly, can you talk about Earth 2025, 11-year sun cycle? What did you hear from ETs? Okay, I know what you're talking about. Our sun is in solar maximum right now, and it changes about every 11 years. Okay, that's the sun cycle of maximum and minimum. And maximum, it just means it's popping off more CMEs and has more solar you know, wind because the coronal holes open up at that time. We are in absolute solar maximum right now. We are at the peak, going into the peak of it. And that lasts for so many years. We are eight years out before that drops back down into solar minimum. So there's a hitch this time now. You don't have time because our magnetosphere is down. One CME in the X-class range to the 10th power is going to blow our grid to shreds. It will no be no more power on this planet nowhere. Nobody's talking to anybody. Nobody's going to have electricity. Nothing. It's the Flintstones. Bare feet. And you better know how to survive. The satellites, yeah. same idea. 
Don't yes. waste your money on a satellite phone. Everything's going down essentially. Exactly. Learn to Smoke live signals. Off Smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. Go back to basics. Think, think of all the anxiety. So far, all the things and you know, yeah. Bells, all the, whistles, you name it. Yeah. All the anxiety disorders that are gonna disappear. Uh, and you're gonna have another kind of anxiety. It's called surrounding. Yeah, you know? but it'll be a peaceful working you, together it's thing. That, yeah. yeah, certain kinds yeah. of anxiety are really good for you. This yep. is the yeah. type of thing we were built for. Literally, it'll drive you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a driving force. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Smith, hello and thank you. So many of the CMEs and filaments have gone towards other planets and missed us. It indirectly affects us waiting for a CME prior to the shift. Get the sun news every day from suspicious observer. Yeah, yeah, I like I I watch. Yay. Good I for you. Thank you. I am. Yeah. I don't know who that I, I don't him. know who that is. Ben Davidson. He's awesome. Yeah. His boy is really smart. Listen to what he says, please. He explains right. it way better than I do. He has a plan. He's trust him. Listen it's good. Him. It's good. Yeah. Okay, suspicious so observer. Sorry, yes. YouTube. Yeah, yep. YouTube. Um, okay, so we're just going to hit some generic uh, stuff as we wind down. Okay. Uh, here's another one from Maggie. You getting it? Oh, geez, I was waving. I was waving to Wayne. Okay. <laughs> That's how he could see okay. me. <laughs> Maggie Smith. Hello and thank you. I recently started using the Akashic Records. Do the ETs need to be approached for permission in that realm? Nope. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Akashi, <laughs> those records are uh, just a, um, how you view them, how you see them. It's just it's oh, the way it shows to your mind everything that's gone on. It's sort of like, how do I put this? Okay, everything is recorded for all history, all time, past, present, and future. It's already there. Okay. It's, we live in a place where you can't see it or hear it or feel it unless you go OBE for it, okay? And it is a reel of information that you can tap into. You don't need permission from anybody. No one. Go for it. Get a shot. Okay. There we go. Okay. Fun Talks TV. I love it. Thank you. Um, Dolly, is this the power grid going down? Sorry, is this power grid going down within the next 10 to 20 years? Yeah, less than 10. Yeah, we, we don't have a lot of time. I want to I want to make a corollary for you. I want you to hear what I'm saying now, okay? I want you to think about this. Um, ET knows, I mean, the governments here know that ET are not here now, that they bugged out. And they have become very violent. And their plan is because ET can't stop them, they think they will try. Now they're acting badly and they're going for what their plan they need to implement to do what they're going to do to us, Okay. Um, one of the things, one of the ways you know this is that at the Apollo series, uh, nobody went back to the moon after that. Ask yourself why. E.T. sent a message out that said, nope, you're done. Do not. Do not even think about it. They were trying to warn the people that do govern this planet that they need to be making the right decisions about how we're treated and what we know. And did they listen? No. Hmm. E.T. bugged out, and now they're going to the moon like crazy because they're trying to back-engineer anything they left behind on the moon. I miss for you, they left nothing. Have fun with that. Um, I am so disappointed that people can be warned over and over and over again to be reasonable and right, and they choose an opposite direction to go. 
This disturbs me greatly. It disturbs ET greatly. It should disturb every one of you greatly. We need to stand up for what we need to do, and that's called no violence, love, no war. Treat each other with love, kindness, but be honest about what's really happening and understand that religion is not real. It is a construct on this planet that men have used to trap you into slavery of the mind. Do not do it. Okay? Think beyond that. That's interesting. Slavery of the mind. Can you elaborate on that? Because that's what I think people are not getting. Yeah. Um, when somebody's abusing you over and over and over, and you know, you look at this person and you say, why didn't you try to get help before that? Why do you still love this person? And, and they say, I don't know. I, I just love them and blah, 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 blah. They've enslaved the way you think. They've enslaved your mind into being unreasonable and following them no matter how bad they treat you. This is in slavery of the mind in its simplest form. It gets more complicated in that, in that they use toys, they use fear, they use mind control, they use everything, violence even, they use religion. It's all slavery of the mind. They don't need to whip you into submission anymore. So the parents are away, the kids will play sort of That's thing right. and, and sort of um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do their thing. So yeah, great comment here. Okay, Fun Talks TV, thank you again for contributing. Maybe now that the government know that the ETs are not here, this might be the reason why more wars are occurring. I'm going to stop there because yeah. you exactly. do, but that's a great, that's yeah. a great comment. Good cognitive reasoning yeah. there. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Maggie, thank you for contributing. Are they fighting for the Stargate in the Mideast? Stargates are all over the world. So that would yeah. be interesting as to why that one specifically. I mean, those are power yeah. spots, right? Um, yeah, it's it's a magnetic uh, power spots that they can use. When I when we fly, we light gate and uh, we go through a dimensional um, space to go millions of light years in one direction. It's like Einstein had it right, folding time in space. Okay, The light gate is to make that fold so you go through to the other side. It only takes a half a second or two seconds to make it clean across the universe in a light gate. There are places here where the energy is high enough where you can light gate off the planet as well. And ET have used this in the past. And everybody's looking for it, but you have to master the ability to do it. And there is no technology on this planet, I'm telling you, period, where they can create that gate. Because right. it's this not technology right okay. i have one oh okay well, we have a couple of quickies and i think we that's can. okay yeah no problem mm -hmm. great troll thank you for asking your question how do they fake the ets during my labs are they robots holograms that's a good question or both yeah or both yeah beings have been experimented on with drugs for so long they know exactly which ones to use on you to mess with your brains they use uh holography 70 holography they use um uh i mean anything and everything they can use on you they can fake you out no kidding it's awful what about those headsets you're walking around with now in other worlds okay meta the metaverse where do you think they learn how to do that mm. Mm. You know? okay I I'm going to, I just I have to comment on this one specifically uh, for nautical strings. Amelia, can you get this? Of and course. Then I'll answer the question. Sure. <laughs> is I, it after I comment? Is it possible the ET is blocking my questions or make you not answering them? Okay. Uh, first, just it's, it's, it's a, that's a, probably a two-sided question, but we actually have seven chat rooms 
on the show. And so you have to picture Superhighway coming down to one lane. We are trying to answer or bring forward questions from all the different chat rooms. You are in one, but there's six others. Roku does not have a chat room, but we are on eight platforms simultaneously right now. But and it's worldwide. As yeah, well. there we go. So go I ahead, Dolly. Yeah. Um, Is okay. it possible that BT's blocking no. your questions so you don't no, ask them? No, they don't have the ability to do that. Why would they? Okay. Um, all comers are welcome. All questions are welcome. All knowledge is fruitful and it must multiply and they will answer anything. Okay. There you go. Well, this all is right. a really good question. Central Wisconsin, thank you for your question. What will ET do with the bad people, including bad government officials? When do they come back to take us out of here? <sighs> we are punitive people and we think this way and I'm sorry for that. Okay. Um, when we do, this is, okay, I'm going to give you my example, how I learned from them. And this is the best way I can describe it to you. When I was young and I would make stupid mistakes and, oh, trust me, I'm good at it. Um, I would get dead silence from them. I would hear nothing. It would all go, pfft. they'd be in front of me, but I would hear nothing. It shook me to the foundation of my core because I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And they left it up to me to figure it out. In other words, I would get nods sometimes. I know I did something wrong. I'd get a nod. Uh, I need to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to replay. It was good for me exercising my memory where I led up to the moment where it all went dead on me. And when I did, I had things that I had been taught by them how to organize yourself and work out your issues. When we do something wrong, it isn't somebody else to punish us to change our ways. We must change our ways. We must think through what we did, empathize with it, understand what we did, that how it could have hurt other people or changed a situation in the wrong direction, and then implement in our own selves how to work that out rightly. That sometimes means making amends. That sometimes means rebuilding something you trashed. It is a complicated process, but you have to be the one to work on it. It expects us all to do that for ourselves. That's what evolving means. They're not going to fix us or teach bad people not to be bad. We have to do that ourselves. That's right. that's the point. Okay. Okay. So we're going to, this is a question. He was, this is the first part. Okay. Amelia? Yeah. Nautical. Please. Thank you. I was visited twice where a woman... I don't know if it's supposed to say sat on me in the night, like 30 years ago. Also in 2018, in both cases, I found a blonde hair, both the same length and color. And in both cases, the same dream. Which ETs do that? Okay. I will, I'm going to ask you to verify the truth of it, first of all, the reality of it, second of all. And then you're the one that has to answer that. And the way to do that is to use your abilities to make contact with ET specifically and get them to give you confirmation or deny it. Okay. You have to be your own detective in this situation. If I gave you an answer, it would make it everybody think that they're capable of doing something like that. See what I'm saying? There's truth to be found, but only you can figure that out. Hard as that sounds, it's only you that's going to fix this or figure it out for yourself. Okay. Um, so now we're, we're, because we're heading the top of the hour and we still have an outro to do and such, um, questions to, to lead back to the whole theme of the show. What do you think 
are the biggest pieces of misinformation and misconceptions within this field, I guess, and where we're going. That ET has wrangled us like dogs and experimented upon us for no reason, only to satisfy whatever their curiosity or their ones are. No misinformation. That's I believe me. that. Yeah. Okay. Does not has not happened. It will not happen. It will never happen. These are beings who are like us, period. They are helpers, not hinderers. Why are we so afraid of them? Ask yourself, what are you most afraid of in this life? When did you learn to be afraid? And start sending your fear back where it belongs and, and then learn how to drop it, let it go. Mm -hmm. um, the other misinformation is, is that there's a galactic federation. That is not how they operate. There's no such thing. They are an entity, intelligent beings who work in consensus. They're not an ant hive. Everybody has a say. And they bow down and their authority is the wise. The wises of them give information out, help direct people into the knowledge of what they need to know, and then they proceed and they go. Their motto is know all that is knowable and then proceed. I had that drilled into me, not only by them, but my father who had contact with them as well. Know all that is knowable and then proceed. You will always proceed rightly if you do that. You don't need a government or a governing body to tell you what to do. We are autonomous beings. This does not exist in their system at all. So be also beware what Project Bluebeam. I want to chime in on that before we top up. That is a, uh, a terrible construct of ideas that are pushing a folks' flag. You all will be eventually uh, made to believe that ETs are bad and they're here and they're, they're attacking you. They have the ability to make you believe that they have 70 holographics. I've seen them use it. You have too. They have back-engineered vehicles. They have back-engineered uh, attack technology. Look at the robots that they're building in the air. Trust me, they're going to make you think ETs attacking you so they don't have to take the blame, period. ET is right. not here. It's not them. Right, right. Okay. Well, we are we are heading up to the top of the hour. So, so many people chiming in. I wish we had more time, but uh, <laughs> oh, we probably do. But <laughs> that's why you have your show, and now we have the light gate, and we're going to endeavor into the future to keep going with this to yes. expand on it. Wow. Good for you. I, I think it's very important because when you have a platform. Um, I, I think there's a responsibility of due diligence and due diligence to bring forward as much research as possible because, let's face it, mainstream media is starting to become so censored that it's getting more and more difficult to, to, to get basic information. Right. So, you know, here we are, and we are, I think, as a society – of podcasts. And we're very fortunate because we also being FM an FM network, we just reach a different audience as well. So we're really lucky that way. Um, and I, and I know people are, I mean, we, we've got all kinds of guests coming on talking about, um, you know, how they feel, how they feel government is handling this. You know, for, I mean, for example, we have uh, less for less coming back next um, next Thursday. And he's basically going to be discussing um, the impact 
of the congressional hearings on the UAP phenomenon and the impact it's going to have on experiencers and stigma that surrounds all of this. So I'm really curious to see what he's going to have to say about that, because I think it's sort of all getting into exactly what, what Jade said, the fear mongering. Yeah. I have a blurb on my Facebook in my, you know, like you got your picture and then you got your thing above it, the wall kind of thing. And in those, there's a statement from uh, Talata about this exact subject. Read it. Might do you some good to think about it because they're weaponizing us and they're, they're, they're the construct of what they're saying and how they're telling you things is a weaponization against us. And uh, they're not telling you the truth while they do it. It's right. not good. They have not told, the governments have not told you anything. They have whistleblowers. They are not witnesses. They are governmentally protected whistleblowers. Right. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why can't the common man come up there and tell you what he's seen and done? Why can't right. everybody who's had ET experiences come and give witness? I mean, when you're in a court of law, if you got two witnesses, that can convict you of murder. Okay, about that. And yet we can't come forward and be considered viable. You know, we're still crazy people to them. Think right. about that. Right. Yeah. And Dolly, here's a request. Okay. <laughs> or maybe if you do it on the light gate, or you're welcome to come back and do it here. Can we get a later episode talking about surviving the future CME? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you something. The internet has tons and tons and tons of survival uh, techniques and abilities. How to grow your own food, how to make your own medicine, how to make an environment that protects you from the elements. Uh, it's a way of life on YouTube. There are plenty of people out there with so much expertise. Look them up. Look for it. And yeah, we'll talk more about it if you want to. There we go. And guys, we are at the top of the hour and we'd like to thank you all for chiming in. Uh, you guys in chat just make it that much more interesting and a whole lot of fun. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen in and come up with great comments and questions. I wish we could just get to everyone, but there's, there's just so many. Thank you, Preston. Preston, by the way, people, is going to be back on the show November 29th, <laughs> right here. Yes. And of course, we will stream to his YouTube as well. So all of uh, your followers can can join in the fun. And you can feel free to ask whatever you like, of course. So big thank you to everybody in chat. Big thank you to our special friend and guest, Dolly Saffron. And big thank you to Folgers Coffee, <laughs> Justin Snickers, Steve McGinnis. Thank you. We appreciate you all so much. Wednesday night next week, guys, we welcome back the lovely Leslie Mitchell-Clark. She's going to be discussing the different types of ET races that are being encountered during contact. And she has regressed many contactees and experiencers and is going to, I guess, share what she can within, within reason. But she's been on before wealth of information also. And again, I, I had mentioned Les Valez and is going to be discussing again the impact of, um, I guess, the, the congressional hearings of the UFO phenomenon and what it's going to do to experience her and the stigma that surrounds them and so much more. And his book is called The Unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact Forward by Linda Moulton Howe. So it's got some great information in there and he's been on before and you guys loved him. So I have no doubt you will love him 
again. <laughs> so anyway, please. Yeah, we're very excited as well about about Leslie. So thank you all for tuning in. You can catch the archive. It's going to be up uh, sooner rather than later. And don't forget Preston at the end of the month. <laughs> all right. And check out the light gate if you already haven't. Still, yeah. Chime in with your show. What time? What time? What time? Mondays at nine. At nine ten p.m. We start. Right. Officially, that's every Monday night. That's Eastern time. Check it out. Goes for two hours. Good night, everyone. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for tuning in.